Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and I'm thankful that you are taking some time to study the Bible with me. Uh, You could be folding laundry, you could be making dinner, you could be cleaning your house, or like I'm doing, sitting in a hotel room in uh, one of the many trips that you take throughout the year. Uh, We are thankful, whatever it might be, that you are doing a concerted effort in studying. That is so important, and while I know that podcasts are not the only method of study that exists in the world, I am thankful, so thankful, that we can find an opportunity to promote the gospel. We're going to continue our road trip together as we discuss the road signs, and we've been discussing the carpool lane, and we are ready to talk about The text takeaways, I believe, from what we are looking at together, Uh, these text takeaways are important and need to be considered, and this is Season 5, Episode 12, and let's take a look at these takeaways together. Number one, working together is always going to be more beneficial. I could say this from a fan's perspective, I could say it from you know, just the casual fan of, you know, some sports like basketball or baseball, but I did actually get a chance to coach. And I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, at least one of the podcasts on the network. When we coached a specific team that actually won what was considered to be the city championship, a good brother in Christ, Lyle Summit and I, we were coaches together. And when we were going through that season, we kept trying to stress to lean upon each other. We kept trying to stress that the most important thing that you could do in that season is to rely on your teammates. And as you think about every single sport metaphor that you can have come to mind, as you think about all of the other things that happen in life, teamwork makes the dream work comes to mind. It's just as corny as it was the very first day somebody said it, But in all honesty, if you want to be able to achieve your goal, you have to have teamwork. That's not to say that some teams don't have days where they make mistakes. I think in all honesty, when you get to the championship round, a lot of times what probably makes the difference is just a team who has a couple of bad nights if it's a series type game. You can look at basketball or hockey or baseball. It could just be that You just have a couple of bad nights in that realm, and that's why your team loses. It doesn't mean that if you played that team a hundred times, you'd lose the entire series. It just means that that particular stretch of games, you didn't have it. But it also is important to talk about this because working together is what is all peppered throughout the New Testament. For example, it helped those in Thessalonica. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, Paul writes, But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. You you well know how to do this. He says as much, you yourselves are taught by God to love one another, and indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. 
We don't have to tell you to love your brethren. You already understand that. But he says in verse 10, increase more and more. Have you ever wondered, you know, I'm the sports guy, right? Have you ever wondered why Nick Saban is still coaching? Look, my in-laws are big Bama fans, and I talk to my sister-in-law, Monica, a lot. Monica, shout out if you're listening to this episode. And I asked her on one occasion, what more does that guy have to prove? I mean, you think about all that Nick Saban has accomplished in his coaching career. He's certainly not doing it for the money. He's certainly not doing it just because he feels like, well, I have to win one more championship and then people will understand. And arguments could be made in 2023's world where the new NIL deals are making college football a little bit more interesting in the sense of some guys will go one place because of the money that maybe Nick Saban is thinking, I need to win in an NIL deal era. Sure, you could always look at it that way. But I would submit to you that it's just because he wants to be better. He wants to win. It doesn't get old. There is no sense of, wow, I cannot you know, believe that I'm going to have to do this again. And I equate that to something J.J. Watt was quoted as saying when he retired just this past week ago now. He said, you can go and gamble and you can put all your money on a specific number, but nothing in the world comes close to the feeling that you get when you sack a quarterback. That's why he did it for 12 years. That's why he played as long as he did through the injuries and through the problems. And it's all for what? He never got to win a Super Bowl. Never got to play in one. How unfortunate for J.J. Watt's career that he won't reach that mountaintop, and yet he did. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And I think there's an argument to be made that one of the things that he made the statement of that we can read about in other teamwork settings They give credit to the team. They give credit to the people that helped them get to where they are. Thessalonica increase more and more. But teamwork also helped those in times of great struggle. In Acts chapter 8 and verses 1 through 4, which is the Scattered Abroad's theme verse, we're told that Saul was consenting to the death of Stephen. I was about to say Philip, but that's not right. He was consenting to the death of Stephen. And at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison, and therefore those who were scattered, the New King James says, went everywhere preaching the word. You know, to be honest with you, I knew from a logical standpoint when I was a member of the Lord's Church as a preacher, located preacher is what I'm getting at, I knew it was neat every time that I stood in a pulpit that I wasn't the only person preaching that day. I knew it was encouraging to know that when we sang a song, I'm not the only group of Christians among the only group of Christians that were singing songs that day. And when we took the Lord's Supper and on and on we could go, that there were other people all across the world doing this. But for some reason, it didn't hit me as much until the network went live. Because then it was kind of like having to have your hand in this pie 
and knowing that this is something that is happening all the time. Like at this very moment, I'm in Valdosta, Georgia for PTP Spark, and I'm getting my episodes recorded. And just down the road from me in Quitman, Georgia is Drew Suttles, who recently went and recorded with another brother that's going to be on his season this this upcoming year. On and on we can go with this. Up over in Texas now is Caleb, and Oklahoma is Chase, and over in Alabama is Jameson. And how neat it has been to know that there are a group of Christians that are trying to get content out into the world. And we're not even facing persecution. How encouraging it had to be for those in Acts chapter 8, that though they were basically facing havoc, watching as men and women were dragged and committed to prison, they scattered. They left their homes. They left the places that they've probably always known. And it wasn't because God told them to go and he'll tell them when to stop. It was because Satan was having his way through persecution. And yet they went everywhere preaching the word. Long before the mediums of podcasts and internet and articles that could be written in a time where it was incredibly difficult to make traveling your religion, your religious method or your method of spreading religion, they did it. Do you know how encouraging that has to be? Do you know how amazing we have to feel that they could do it in a time when they had less opportunity and here we are with more opportunity and we struggle to abound? Shame on us for not working like a team. No, not everyone can be a network and not everyone should have a podcast or a television program or whatever else it might be, but you can do something to help. You can support good works like SAN and MSOP. You can support good works like GBN and World Video Bible School and Apologetics Press and Christian Courier. You can put your money where your mouth is and be a part of the team that helps them spread the gospel. And when we face struggles, because they will come, Church at Smyrna was told that, Revelation chapter 2, or Revelation chapter 3, when we face struggles, we'll be ready. Number two, our lives are better when Jesus is driving. You know, we're ultimately the passenger. We don't have the ability to be the driver because we didn't make the world. We don't know the roads. I can honestly tell you as a guy who is on the road several weeks out of the year now, I go some places and I get so turned around within the first five minutes of me being there, and it takes me a day or so to kind of get used to driving. And some of you might think, well, I've driven in the Memphis area in Germantown and Carrierville, and they're nuts. Sometimes they are. I grew up with that one, though. I'm kind of used to it. But we're ultimately the passenger. We don't rule this world. God does. In fact, it was in Daniel 5 and verse 21 when God made a man be driven out like a beast and go and dwell with wild donkeys and feed like grass, feed with grass like oxen and the body being wet with the dew of heaven. He did that until he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdoms of men. No matter what happens in this life, God is still in control. Now, perhaps we need to be doing more of the taking off the goggles and looking at the whole picture. 
it can be hard to let go and allow someone else to lead. But that is necessary for all that we do. Sometimes taking a back seat is not what we want. But with God, it's necessary. Sure, there are right people for the job, and I'm thankful when we talk about the network here that we're looking at a group of people who legitimately are the right people for the job. And they're amazing at what they do. Every one of them. Down from the people who speak in front of a mic and all of the people that are blessed, blessing us by working behind the scenes to make the network run. They're all important. They're all doing things. But the main reason it works is because we all have Jesus in front. And so we need to let Jesus be the driving force for all that we do. You can think about what the disciples had seen Jesus do during their three years with him. The miracles, the traps by the Pharisees and the Sadducees that he avoided. You know, if he can heal a paralytic, he can calm any storm. If he can calm any storm, he can solve any problem. And if he can solve any problem, that's the guy I want driving. Think of what they'd heard even though from the Old Testament doctrine. All the stories that have been told or even read from the old law. That even in the worst of times, God provides a way out. You can think of Noah, Genesis chapter 6 through 8, who was told that the world was going to be destroyed. And yet, there's Noah still living because he followed God. Or Esther in Esther chapter 8 where she takes a gamble and goes before the king. Though she hadn't been called and the custom says, the law said that she could be put to death if he doesn't raise his scepter, his staff. And she goes anyway because her people are going to die. You could also think about Daniel in the first six chapters of his book, all that he faced and his friends even. Should there really be any doubt that Jesus can carry us through our lives? especially when we know all that he's done for us. But in every one of those instances, teamwork was involved. And you might be thinking, now wait a minute, you mentioned Noah, Esther, Daniel. Daniel and his friends, okay, sure. Noah needed God. He needed God to tell him what to do, how to do it, when to be ready. In order for him to be able to be saved, he had to get the plan from God. Esther had to trust in what Mordecai was telling her, as well as trust with a deep sense of understanding of what God would do for her by going before the king. And Daniel and his friends are no different. They had to trust that their devotion to God wasn't going to keep them from succeeding. So will we work together or will we go solo? Will we have what will make our journey easier? Or will we complicate it? You know, I'll close with this. You get married like I did in 2015. And your wife needs a car to drive to and from school. So you buy a Prius. Yeah, we talked about that thing earlier in this season. You buy a Prius and you don't really care what people think. Because it's saving you a ton of gas money. And people say, well, it doesn't have a lot of storage space. Last I checked, I wasn't buying a Prius because of its amazing storage capacity. I was buying it to save some money. 
Then you have a kid, a child or two, and all of a sudden that Prius is no longer practical. You have to change. You have to upgrade to make the journey easier. And there are some sacrifices that are involved in that. You, in a lot of cases, lose that gas mileage to gain that storage. But you do it because you want your team to thrive. Your family. The same is true. Always has and always will with our spiritual lives. Will we be a team? Thank you so much for being with me this week. And Lord willing, next week we'll be back together. And in fact, we're going to start a whole new series of Road Sign to be discussing. It's actually a two week arc because then after that we have a four week arc. Next week, we're going to look at the stop sign. Things that the world should stop doing and things the church should stop doing. But until then, let's please God now so our eternity can be far better. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.